Hey, good people. Welcome to another episode of the Atlanta Entrepreneur's Legal Podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Ann Taylor, and I am the owner of the law office of Stacey Ann Taylor, LLC. My law firm specializes in business law and estate planning services. Today's episode is entitled, Contracts Are Your Friends. And I am super excited to talk to you all about this topic. I will do my very best to make contracts sound entertaining. (laughs) Before we get too deep into the details of business contracts, I wanna take this time to give a shout out to my new subscribers. I appreciate you all listening and I'll keep giving you interesting and insightful business and legal information on this podcast. Now let's get into this crash course on business contracts, shall we? There are five main elements of a contract. The first element is the offer. That is, an offer must be made from one party to another. The second element is acceptance of the offer. That is, the second party must accept the offer that has been presented. The third element is the agreement between the parties. That is, both parties understand and agree to the terms laid out in the contract. And by the way, I say both parties, but sometimes there are contracts with more than two parties, you know, three, four, etc. However, the most common number is two parties. The fourth element is consideration. Literally, that means something is given from one party to another in exchange for something. So consideration, of course, can be money. It can be land. It can be personal property. Or it can be some act by one of the parties or the agreement by one of the parties not to do something. And finally, the fifth element of a contract is legality. That is, you cannot create a contract between parties that requires one of the parties to do something illegal. So you cannot offer me the opportunity to work for you if I agree to launder your money. That will not fly in a court of law. (laughs) So again, the fifth and final element is that of legality. The terms of the contract, what is being offered, has to be legal. Now that we've talked about the elements of a valid contract, offer, acceptance, agreement, consideration or something given, and finally legality, we can move on to talk about the various types of business contracts that you might encounter as a business owner. Typically, you'll see business contracts, uh, especially in the area of uh, offering employment to an employee. I'm sure we're all familiar with an employment agreement. Uh, You sign an agreement saying that you will take on a particular job for a certain amount of pay and uh, perhaps also benefits, health benefits, dental, et cetera, 401k, all of that. And uh, in exchange, so in exchange for your time and work, you are getting paid and you're getting benefits and you agree to abide by the rules and regulations that are outlined in the employment agreement that your 
employer provides. Along with an employment agreement, for some types of employee positions, you might also be asked to sign a non-disclosure agreement. That is an agreement that states that you cannot disclose certain information about your employment, uh, such as trade secrets. You cannot disclose that to you know, your family, your friends, future employers. So that's a non-disclosure agreement. You might also be asked to sign a non-competition agreement. That is an agreement that says that you can't start the same or similar type of job uh, you know, in your industry, usually for a particular period of time. It's usually for at least a year after leaving your employer. That is to allow your employer uh, the opportunity to replace you and give that you know, give that new employee time to get up to speed and be able to do your job. And in the meantime, you'll be, you know, out there, but not competing with your employer by taking on essentially the same job with a competitor. So that's a non-competition agreement. You might also be asked to sign a non-solicitation agreement uh, with some employers. A non-solicitation agreement is a type of contract that would prohibit the employee from soliciting customers from the business. Uh, Should they leave the business in the future, they would be prohibited usually for a certain amount of time. Uh, It could be, you know, one year, five years. It usually, it has to be a reasonable amount of time. That is the the legal standard. It has to be a reasonable amount of time. It has to be a reasonable request in the non-solicitation agreement. But again, for certain types of positions, those agreements are fairly common. So those are generally the types of uh, employment-related agreements that you might see um, that you might see out there. Those are the types of contracts that you might encounter. I did leave one out. Uh, people probably don't think of this as a contract, but in fact, it is the employee handbook uh, that you receive when you start a new job. Uh, that employee handbook usually requires the business that you work for usually requires you to acknowledge receiving it and reading it. You sign it. That is in fact a contract. You are agreeing in exchange for your time and your services offered to your employer. You're agreeing to abide by their rules in exchange for them paying you, you know, some amount of money and offering you uh, some amount of benefits in, in some cases. So yes, that is in fact also a contract. So those are employee and employment uh, related contracts. Uh, There is another kind of contract actually that is similar, uh, but it's not an employee per se. That is called an independent contractor or a vendor agreement. Those individuals or businesses are not designated as employees of the business. They are, again, independent contractors or vendors offering services to the business. Those agreements are also, of course, contracts. So in exchange for their the services that the independent contractor or vendor provides, the employer is going to pay them. Um, usually independent contractors and vendors, of course, are not offered benefits because they're not employees. So that is the type of business relationship that exists. Uh, It is a non-employee relationship. Nonetheless, 
uh, it is usually covered by some type of independent contractor or vendor contract. And throughout the course of this brief uh, podcast, I should mention, I will use the terms contract and agreement interchangeably, but I am talking about the same document, uh, just FYI. So those are the general uh, employment and uh, independent contractor uh, contracts that will you know, typically be used for a business. Another type of contract is a client sales slash service agreement. That is an agreement that a business would make with their client. And that is a detailed contract. It can be as many pages and cover as many different terms as the business owner would like. Uh, For example, you might see a client services contract between a makeup artist and a client that has hired the makeup artist to do their makeup for a photo shoot or for their wedding day. Uh, That can be literally a one-page client service contract or it can be, you know, a lengthier document. It really just depends on what the business owner would like to put in there. But yes, that is another type of contract that you will typically see see a client uh, sales slash service agreement. Another type of business contract that you might see is a licensing agreement. That is a contract between a business owner and an individual or a company that would like to license the use of some intellectual property that the business owner um, has. So let's say that the business owner is a photographer and they take photos of cityscapes. Let's say they take photos of the Atlanta skyline and they offer the use of these photos to individuals and other businesses for, you know, postcards, websites, whatever, flyers, whatever, Uh, they can create a licensing agreement that will outline the terms under which an individual or another business can use those photos of the Metro Atlanta skyline. So that's a quick list of some of the most common business contracts that you'll come across as a business owner. I hope that you enjoyed this quick and dirty contracts crash course. And I certainly enjoyed talking to you about this topic. I am a contract advocate all the way around. I think it's better to create a contract, even if it's a fairly simple one, Uh, In the beginning, when you're involved in some transaction with another party, I think it's better to create some contract rather than none at all. In fact, I think many of the legal issues that arise during the course of operating a business and dealing with other parties, many of those legal issues could be completely snuffed out uh, and would not arise if there were contracts in place to begin with or better contracts in place. So remember, contracts are your friends. You've been listening to the Atlanta Entrepreneur's Legal Podcast with your host, Stacey Ann Taylor. 
owner of the law office of Stacey Ann Taylor, LLC, a law firm specializing in business law and estate planning services. If you like what you've heard on today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.